Two Idiots Podcast. Uh, my name is Reg, and my friends call me Reg. And uh, what's your name? I'm Randy. Oh, most Randy. people call me Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode is brought to you by New Bothwell Country Style Meats. Oh boy. Yep. Like we said before, it's Randy's neighbor. It They're is. excellent. They're very close to me. Yeah. And I enjoy their products. 95 Main Street, New Bothell, Manitoba. Approximately 20-ish minutes west of Steinbeck. Give or take. Yeah. It's a, it's a short jaunt a from jaunt. Steinbeck. A slight trip. A trek. <laughs> it's worth the trip. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> More than Steinbeck is. Gimmick infringement. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they do custom cut and wrap, wild game processing, quality meat cuts and sales. What else they got, Randy? They got old-fashioned farmer sausage. They got other smoked products. They got... All kinds of meat packages. They got barbecue packs. They got beef packs. They got all kinds of packs. Oh, they're packing. If you want it, they, they are packing. <laughs> they're packing all kinds of meat. <laughs> and they're a friendly customer service. They're a business with integrity. And if you go in there, mention the Two Idiots podcast, get yourself some free sausage. Free sausage. Yeah. They're giving a ring of sausage to Two Idiots listeners. So head to New Bothwell Do and it. that's it. You can't get any better than free meat. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Do it. This episode is also brought to you by Darren Mondor. Now, Reg, I got a question for you. What's, What's your home worth? About eight dollars uh, in nickels. Absolutely <laughs> done. I'll take it. <laughs> Trade you my car for it, straight up. <laughs> deal. <laughs> <laughs> but Darren wouldn't let you make a deal like that. He is a three-time President's Gold Award-winning r- realtor, so real estate know, agent. You know he knows what he's doing. Exactly. He works for Royal LePage R- Riverbend Realty. That's tongue twister. <laughs> and he'll actually get you what your house is worth. Indeed. He works within Winnipeg and southeastern Manitoba, so he's all over the place here. Yep. You if got you, a house, the man's going to sell it. Or if you're looking for one, he'll get you one. There you go. You yeah. can't lose. You cannot. Look in you know, the realty guides, look around, find a house you like. Or trying to sell yours. Hit him up. Let him know the two idiots sent you. Yeah, definitely. Let him know. Absolutely. We recommend him. Highly. Five <laughs> stars. Joining us this week, we have uh, someone I was actually looking forward to for a while. We have a local legend, perhaps. Oh, Indeed. Uh, I like how you say you were actually looking yeah. forward to it. It's like, <laughs> like people would be surprised yeah. by that. You know? <laughs> oh, you were, you, oh, you were surprised. Uh, it's more, happy, of, an, it's more of an indictment on, on past guests, maybe. And let, that's on you. <laughs> We're excited for all of you, okay? Yes. I promise. Yeah, of course. We Anyways. all our guests equally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, all about, we're all about that. Uh, so, Courtney Rempel, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Well, actually? <laughs> actually. I know you're surprised, but yes. I, <laughs> this is my first podcast. By wow. Yes. Add, it, add it to your long list of, oh, uh, of your credits. We'll put yeah. it on your IMDb page. Yeah. 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 Totally will. <laughs> well, and it's, it's a little bit daunting because, I mean, this isn't our first podcast, but... It's still having someone whose like whole career is based on audio and and you know singing, recording, vo- voiceover stuff. It's a little bit a little bit nerve wracking, and then the stupid thing doesn't work, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you have the glitches, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not an episode of the two idiots until we have to have a restart at the very beginning. Exactly. And then, yeah. Then it's all good. <laughs> so you just pause for a commercial. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get it all figured out, maybe or. We or won't. We won't. Or you we won't. won't. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It adds character to the sure. to the show. Absolutely. I like that. That's yeah. the charm. Yeah. There you go. It's all very character yeah. driven. Everything's here. sponsored by Glitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They don't pay us nothing, but they work real hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome here. So um 
<laughs> most people would probably know you as, I guess, a radio host, or would they know you more as an Elvis impersonator? What do you think? Depends what world, uh, you know, that's fair. because um, there are people who hear me every day on the radio on 96.7 FM. The best songs, the best variety, Mix 96. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone, you know, I, I do my morning shows on Mix 96 uh, every weekday, and I'm on Sunday afternoons as well. Okay. And so there are some people from that world that don't even know about my Elvis world, because uh, on the radio... I keep it separate. Yeah, yeah. Right? right. I have my Elvis world and I have my 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 radio world. Sure. And um, seldom do those two come together. Um, I mean, when I'm doing my Elvis show, I'm always promoting that you can hear me every morning on the radio. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I don't use the radio to promote my other business because right. it's a business sure. that I run. Yeah. Right? A little bit and conflict of interest, maybe. Like conflict of interest, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but uh, there are times when you know, as a as an entertainer, I'm going to be entertaining at a function that we're promoting on the radio. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. there's a little bit of, you know, and yeah. I'll be doing an Elvis show or Johnny Cash show yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Other than that, I, I keep those two worlds very separate. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, like, tell us, how, how does one become an, an Elvis impersonator or any sort of, like, like how does that, look at yourself in the mirror one day and go, yeah, I could be Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> I could do yeah. it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> either you just have to be dumb enough not to know better. <laughs> no, I was going to say, what is to go right or what is to go wrong in your life for you to decide? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? You just got to be not afraid to take a risk. Yeah. You know? uh, it's like, how do you become a podcaster? You just decide to start one day, right? Right. It's true. And, and for me, um, like I remember, I remember as a little kid when my mom would cut my hair and she'd She'd curl, she'd pull the front down. She'd go, oh, you look like Elvis. i go, thank yeah. you, mama. You know, like, <laughs> and I don't look like Elvis. Yeah. But she just made me feel good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. sure. And, and my parents always encouraged us to sing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and as a, um, you know, there was six of us in the family, and we, uh, us kids, and we, we, would, we would sing together as a family all the time. And my parents encouraged that, bought us instruments with money they didn't have. Yeah. You know, payments right. at Hildebrandt Music and Jewelers, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, and, yeah. and they would get us the the bass guitars and the amplifiers, the guitars, whatever we needed to do what we loved to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we started off as a as as a little the gospel Osmonds of Steinbeck, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was Donnie, you know, because I had the <laughs> I had the straightest teeth, you know. Um, I can see it. There's a little yeah, resemblance yeah, for sure. Yeah, really nice, nice. That's your next impersonation. Actually, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put a pause on, on this story because yeah. I did uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Because so many people say, Hey, do you know who you look like? <laughs> Rarely is it Elvis. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, I, I'll get um, um, Donny Osmond. Yeah, um, I'll get um, uh, Dwight Schrute. What's his oh, name? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rain Wilson. Uh, Rain Wilson. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. And there was uh, there was a couple more, um, including uh, Josh Dumel. Oh, really? I could see that's that. What I said. Yeah, I, I can see I that. And then I looked. You know, we did some comparisons yeah, side yeah. to side, and I'm like, I could see it. Okay, I could be his dad, maybe. But you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> But anyway, so I had hashtagged <laughs> Donny Osmond on there, yeah. and his nephew commented on the picture. Really? And said, nice. welcome to the Osmond family. I got to show this to Uncle Donny. Yeah. Wow. That is so, awesome. I'm just saying. You know, Uncle Donny has seen these teeth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You're so basically best friends now. Yeah, we're, bit, yeah we're pretty yeah. So by Me six degrees of separation, he's now part of the Two Idiots podcast. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Go. Yes. Yes. So you can put that in your credits. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the Osmonds. <laughs> Official Osmond. Anyway, uh, we're just going to say featured Donny Osmond. It's not even going to be you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's where I got my start in, in, in singing. And then um, in 94, I got asked by somebody to entertain at a Christmas 
banquet. Just out of the blue. Just You know, yeah. because he said, you know, you always do all these voices and characters. You always do these, you know, stories. You always do these impressions. <laughs> yeah. Like, would you come to our Christmas banquet and just, just make us laugh for a yeah. while, you know? I think I got $35 and a free hat. <laughs> it was for Mazda. There you oh, go. No, you know? There you go. And, and so I think, sure, you know. Okay, so I had all these jokes written out, and I was like, <laughs> and and a couple of impressions I was gonna do, and and I, and I got up on that stage, and it was in the back of uh, uh, Pioneer Inn, like Pioneer, um, what was it called Pioneer. at the time? Uh, well, there is before Earl's Meat Market, Pioneer uh, Inn. Oh, restaurant, and then uh, in the yeah, back, they I would have a so. banquet room. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a gathering. It was there. the yeah. only banquet room in town. Okay, right? yeah. Back, at, like I'm going that far back. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I got up to do my little comedy act and I got up on that stage and I started doing a bit and in theory it was a great bit <laughs> aren't they all <laughs> but it was but it wasn't landing the way I thought it would right and this was my first crack at stand-up comedy yeah, in front yeah. of people right do you remember the bit I do you should you should drop it when it you're was, done with it. it was I'm, I'm thinking of redoing like rewriting the bit and actually bring it to the stage <laughs> okay fair enough it was but except you can't do anything about Bill Cosby these days right oh, Bill ah, Cosby's sure kind enough. of a taboo topic yeah. please please just I tell the to, bit I, mean, I used to I used to do an impression of Bill Cosby on yeah. my show which I don't anymore but it was it was what if Willie Nelson and Bill Cosby like switched jobs for a day you know <laughs> And I would, have, I would have Bill Cosby, you know, like, on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again with my friends and with Jello Pudding. And, uh, and then Willie Nelson would uh, be, like, telling Theo, you know, how to deal with his problems at school, you know. And, and they weren't laughing like you guys were. <laughs> so I was bombing so oh, hard. That's so great. And I, and I just, I, I froze. Yeah. Like, I literally... I heard the clock on the wall behind me. Yeah. I had the 30, 40 people in yeah. that room staring at me, most yeah. of which I kind of knew. Yeah. Right? Makes it even harder. Mm-hmm. And they're staring at me, and I'm staring back at them. I'm hearing the clock. I'm hearing my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I had a little conversation with myself in that moment. Literally, I just stood there talking to myself. I'm like, <laughs> I looked at the, three, the two stairs going off the stage. Yeah. And I said to myself, you either use those stairs and never get on stage again or open your mouth and just say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at the guy that hired me, Roy Bryski. I looked at him and I said, Roy, I forgot everything I was going to say. <laughs> they all thought it was part of the bit. They yeah. laughed. That was my first laugh that I got, right? And he said... I hear you do a good Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh. And I went, oh, let me tell you how Hogan coming after my little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I did, like, I did like 40 minutes of improv. Yeah. People were shouting out, hey, do Dolly Parton, do. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And I was just doing impressions. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Elvis was one of them. Oh. And so I started, from then I started doing, the phone kept ringing. I started doing more shows. And, and I would always start off with Elvis. I'd walk in, yeah. put on some fake sideburns, pop my collar. I had a goatee for crying out loud. Like if you would, if, if Reg would put on sideburns yeah. and pop his collar, that, picture that, that, yeah. that was me. And I'd walk in like that and I'm, and then I'd sing, you know, an Elvis song and then I'd take off the glasses and sideburns and I'm like, surprise, I'm not really Elvis. <laughs> and then I'd do my comedy bit. Yeah. But people started saying, you know, you got something in that Elvis voice. Like you yeah. should, 
you should really hone that because that's cool. Like it's it sounds pretty authentic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> I I rented my first costume. Yeah. For twenty five bucks, and uh, I thought it was awesome. Well, that first show paid for it, right? So there you go. <laughs> it did. It yeah. did. Yeah. At ten bucks a spare. Yeah. They got and a free hat. <laughs> and uh, I I did my first. Uh, Elvis concert in 2000 at the Mennonite Heritage Village Museum. Oh, wow. Very appropriate place yeah. for the world's only Mennonite Elvis. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's when I did my wow. my first Elvis show. And I'm now on my 20th year of wow, that's incredible. performing as Elvis, competing yeah. around the world. Yeah. And that's doing well, actual, actual competitions you're in and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I competed for 12 years. Okay. I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But I competed for 12 years internationally. Cool. And the way it works in these big Elvis festivals, the ones that are um, associated with Elvis Presley Enterprises. Right. Is Hold that up. Elvis if, Presley Enterprises? Yeah, Elvis Presley Enterprises is like they own Graceland and oh, all the rights oh, to everything Elvis. Right. Sure. That's Elvis Presley Enterprises. Yeah. Right? Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, Lisa Marie is part of that. Priscilla is part of that. And then a whole committee so of people the and a buyer group and all this. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So Priscilla, she still owns Graceland. Cool. The mansion itself is still her building. That's still, or sorry, that's Lisa Marie's, I should say, mm-hmm. not Priscilla. Her, like Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Owns that. Which was the one that married Michael Jackson? That that was, that was, her. That was Lisa okay. Marie. Yeah. 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 Very briefly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she married Nicolas Cage. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They were married oh. for a brief time because Nicolas Cage <laughs> is a huge Elvis fan. Uh, yeah. And for him to marry Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Is the closest he could get yeah. to the king. It's like the <laughs> ultimate collector's item, right? Yeah, he had. It's true. His DNA. Yeah, yeah. Like what a weird. That, that Nicholas Cage is all about like collecting weird oh, things. Yeah. Like he yeah. buys like random castles he can't afford and does yeah. movies nobody yeah. watches. Elvis but and <laughs> Superman, those are like his two idols. Yeah, right? yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, they. Um, so Elvis Presley Enterprises. The way it works, um, if, if you if you compete at one of the festivals that is connected with Elvis Presley Enterprises, okay. Um, then the the first place, like the winner of that festival, will go to Memphis and compete with the top twenty oh, yeah, yeah. Elvi from around the world. <laughs> Elvi. Elvis, <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's plural. Yeah. <laughs> He's googling it now. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, first place goes goes to Memphis and competes in, w- with the other winners from around the world right. and there's the, the, 20 different competitions around yeah. the world and then those winners all get together to compete right. against each other the Elvis so, World Championships yeah <laughs> that's, that's right so cool. <laughs> well, they, they put them in a cage match together you know yeah. <laughs> that's when the macho man comes yeah, out that's right. yeah, yeah. and Hulk Hogan comes in let me tell you something brother it's the training the prayers the vitamins the sideburns you know and you have no idea how happy you're making the wrestling fan in me right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Google says it's Elvis's, by the way. It says oh, Elvis's. Oh, Google, Google doesn't know anything yeah. about Elvi and their yeah. Elvi. Elvis. You ask any Elvis tribute artist, they're Elvi. Until I prefer you made Elvi. Elvis. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Know. That's Elvis's. true. Yeah. Google, read a book. <laughs> Anyway. They're going to start their own Google. Uh, I prefer Elvi anyway, so yeah, go. Google can, can go away. Yeah, so for years, I ended up getting like second place, third place, second place, third place. I was yeah. like, I would say of, the, I, of the whole? Of, like of the festivals that I would go oh, okay, to, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Because so you, 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 you compete in these festivals to try to get to the ultimate Elvis yeah. competition at Graceland. Right. Yeah, the right? master Elvi. Exactly. So 
<laughs> so I so I did that for for years, and I kept getting second place, third place, second, so close. Yeah, yeah. And if you win second place at the competition, and the guy who won first already won at a different festival and already qualified, then they send second place. Uh, and I've come so okay. close to that happening yeah. too, where it's like, yes, I got second, but I'm still going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was kind of a running joke around the Elvis world that. Corny Rempel was always the bridesmaid, never the bride, yeah. right? Like, always second, third, yeah. second, third. And then uh, finally in 2017, I got my first championship. I really? won overall. Cool. Like, nice. I had gotten first place in Collingwood, Ontario, which is the biggest Elvis festival in the world, by the way. What? Collingwood, Ontario. Really? Had the biggest Elvis festival in the world. And uh, as a matter of fact, when, when Elvis Presley Enterprises wanted to start doing the Ultimate Elvis Tribute Competition yeah. um, 12-ish years ago, they contacted my friend Rosemary from Collingwood Elvis Festival, and they no said, way. you run the most successful Elvis uh, Festival uh, in the world, in Canada, yeah, of yeah. all places, <laughs> and it's the biggest, most successful Elvis Festival in the world. How do we have an Elvis competition? Wow. So she was actually on the panel really? at Graceland, um, at, at teaching them, showing them how to successfully That's put together an yeah. Elvis Festival. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, so I've won- I ended up winning first place in 2017, in Penticton, BC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prior to that, I had won first place in Collingwood uh, for the Gospel Championship. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that doesn't get you to Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Right? So in 2017, I earned my way to Memphis. I was in the top 20 in the world that year, and I got to go. It was the first year that the entire competition was on Graceland grounds. Yeah. Okay. Because prior to that, they would, they would have, you know, at the Peabody Hotel or this, like, mm-hmm. different places in Memphis where, and then, and then at Graceland, they built yeah. this huge performance hall. Right. <laughs> and this was the first year they were going to use it. So it was on the 40th anniversary. competing at the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, it was the 40th anniversary of Elvis's death. So it was the biggest Elvis uh, week ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. candlelight vigil was like astounding. Everyone was there. It yeah. was incredible. Everyone in the Elvis world was there that year. Yeah. And that's the year I ended up <laughs> going to Memphis. No kidding. Which for me was like the Mecca. That was yeah, like the, yeah. you know. That was the karma coming back for oh, all those second place finishes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but now that, like for me, I don't have illusions of, of one day winning the Ultimates. Because what yeah. guys do is once, once you get to the Ultimates in Memphis and you get, you know, like I didn't make the top 10. Right. right? So I don't know where I placed. Sure. Okay. So I was in the bottom 10 of the top 20 in the world. I was happy to be there. Yeah. Okay. Happy to be nominated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. First Manitoban to ever do that. Wow. And the first Mennonite to ever do that. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Even in the future. I don't think it is. I was going to say, <laughs> that's a weird distinction, but that's, you're the only one. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Um, so um, now I don't, I don't compete anymore. I just perform. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is these guys get caught. They get caught in a trap. Um, <laughs> sorry. And they get, they get caught in this trap, literally, where if they, they get to Memphis and they give everything they have and they get so close to winning first, but mm-hmm. they don't, uh, now they're not one of the ultimates. Yeah. So they sign up for another five to ten competitions around the world. Right. right. Try to win first at one of them so they can get back to try to get first again. Yeah. Try to get first again. Try to get first again. Yeah. And it just becomes all-consuming. And I was like... I had a benchmark. I yeah. wanted to compete at that level once. Yep. Yeah. Did it. Done. Check mark. You know, I'm older than Elvis ever was. Yeah. 
You know, Elvis died at 42. I'm turning 50 this March. There you right? go. And so you already got something on him. Perfect. You know, I'm past my best before date. Yeah. In yeah. the Elvis world, I yeah. know that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're arguably a better Elvis than yeah. Elvis was. I'm not. Spo- you know, I haven't gone bad yet. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you sm- smell the milk. Yeah. I know it's past the best before date, but it's still fine. I'd, I'd still yeah. drink yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not so quite clumpy yet. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at right now. You know. We'll have to ask your wife, but we'll. <laughs> but we'll take your word for it. I always tell her, like, it, you know. If it's ever time that I should stop this, yeah. please tell me before the audience does. <laughs> yeah. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, give, me, give me the little nod. Uh, you should die. Yeah, yeah. Right. Speaking of which, how how she dealt with this? Like it's all gone. She's been all in all in favor and give her or what? My wife is not an Elvis fan. Ah, but she's a corny but fan. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> she's yeah. a corny rebel. <laughs> that's right. And uh, you know, and so she's been gold yeah. through this because it's not easy. No, I believe not. Yeah. When you got first of all, anyone in the in the uh, entertainment world, whether you're in a band or whether you're an actor, a singer, or whatever, like what you do takes you away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the um, misplaced affection of the fans (laughs) quite a way to put that, but yeah, I feel right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is hard to take. Yeah. Right. But she sees how I handle that. Yeah. And then she takes her comfort in that. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, because for the most part, the majority of the fans, they just want to show you love. Yeah. They just for love sure. you. And, yeah. and some of them are a little overbearing and yeah. like, but most of them are awesome. Yeah. And then a few of them. <laughs> you're they're Elvis and they just yeah. they don't care. Wow. They'll say what they want to say, they'll do what yeah. they want to do. They'll send you messages that you just go, ha, <laughs> no. The Elvis groupies. No. This you because you're singing love, so you're singing lovely, yeah. tender. You're looking in their eyes. Yeah, give them a little. You know, Elvis like to kiss all the ladies. Sure, you know? yeah, of course. And and I will give him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, okay. I don't need to go germ swapping with all the fans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Plus, I'm married. I don't need to be kissing all the ladies Absolutely. on the lips. Yeah. And so you know, I'll give him a kiss on the cheek. But you're but you're singing these love songs. Yeah. You look them in the eye, and you're and you're emulating, you know this, you know this, yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Who, you well, know. you're creating a connection when you're doing <laughs> exactly. it, right? And they, they have some sort of nostalgic yeah. attachment to, like, they probably grew up when those songs were, you know, popping or when they, when they like, kind of hit them right yeah. then. Yeah. So now you're doing that. It kind of probably reaches down deep and grabs something that they didn't, maybe they didn't even know. Yeah, they're yeah, again, like, right? I was like, there's a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I said, most of them are fine. I did have one lady one time send me a, a, a note on Facebook. And she's like, you know, she had been to my show for the first time. And she's like, you know... Um, I've been alone for the last X amount of years and never thought I'd find love again <laughs> until I looked into your eyes. I'm like, oh no. No, no. Yeah. First of all, I got to show that to my wife right away. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if I'm like, if, I, if you she, try to hide if that, she stumbles that across. Like, so why didn't you tell me? Yeah. yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, so I had to message her. Um, thank you very much. Um, I'm very, very married. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, but thank you. Yeah, um, very flattered. But, and, but yeah, and then yeah. she's like, "No, oh no, no! I didn't mean like, I didn't mean you, like your <laughs> eyes. But I mean eyes yeah. like yours." Were you yeah. Yeah. Were you a little bit offended? <laughs> well, maybe. What's wrong with my eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not <laughs> in love with me, okay? Whatever. <laughs> but most fans, like I say, are, are just they're gold. Yeah, they treat you like. Yeah, like a king. Yeah, you're recreating <laughs> something that maybe they never got to see, yeah. or you know, and now they get that that yeah. real life connection to it, and it just brings them joy, yeah. and never get a chance to see yeah. again, you know, because he's gone. Yeah. So Elvis tribute artists are the only 
chance you get. Like if you're if you're a Tom Jones tribute artist, yeah, um, they can still go see Tom sure. Jones. Yeah, <laughs> and that guy can still hit. He yeah. can still sing. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so it's a little different with Elvis. Yeah, for sure. I feel yeah. the same way even about Johnny Cash because growing up, my dad's a big Johnny Cash guy. So it, I, you know all that stuff would constantly listen to it. And then when he died and it was '03. It's like I'll never, I'll never get the chance to see him. Though yeah. at the same time, I'm a bit of a, I don't know, a bit neurotic. So I would never go see um, an impersonator of him, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not for that, That's at least. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> I might go see you. See, like I said, I might be a Corny Rempel fan, there but I don't go. know if I'd be a. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a yeah. bummer because whatever. Sure. Now I'll never get to see the guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Would you say the like Elvis fan community has a lot of? Is there a lot of younger people coming in who maybe get it from their parents now, or like is it still just very much maybe the older generation? I mean, the older generation still drives it, yeah. right? And um, you know, I know that my target audience for the most part are people my age and older, yeah. right? I was seven years old when Elvis passed away, and I was a big fan, yeah. right? And um, <clears throat> And I was going to see other Elvis performers before I started doing it myself. Uh-huh. I had right. seen a couple other guys doing, doing what I do. Or, um, but um, the um, there there are there is like a resurgence of new Elvis fans that are mm-hmm. like you know because if you grew up like you said your your dad was a big fan of Johnny Cash. Yeah. Y- you know now I am. You heard <laughs> it in your house all the time. Yep. And those that that same power or quality that attracted those years back then right that music's still the same right mm-hmm. yeah that magic's still there in elvis's voice and johnny cash's voice and their yep. performance so people hearing it today are like that guy had something yeah. right they're yeah. still attracted to whatever charisma that was mm-hmm. right so we're getting younger fans that still come up i have like even like little kids that come to my shows oh wow like um i had a i had a 10 year old boy that came to my shows and he was faithful <laughs> he came to came to the shows all the time and, and the one time i knew he was going to be there and he brought a bunch of his friends who didn't really know sure. elvis yeah and i had asked his mom does he have a favorite uh, elvis song in the ghetto <laughs> in the ten. ghetto yeah exactly <laughs> and so i so wow. i called him up by name in the in the audience and i and i said uh, you know, I know you're fit, I'm going to sing your favorite song. Yeah. <gasps> you know, but because I have so much respect for a kid that age. Of course, for that, sure. Like, he didn't say Hound Dog. He didn't say Jealous Rock. Yeah. Like, in the ghetto. Yeah. Move this 10-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that was great. What's the biggest venue you've you've done as Elvis? Or as Johnny Cash or, or whatever? Um, that's a good question. The biggest venue, while well, still the Pentec- or the Collingwood Elvis Festival, I would say, because I mean, you know, they'll get tens of thousands of people coming wow. through, right, in a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So when you're doing that, the, the Friday night main stage, and the stage is literally it 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 spans the whole street, kind of like Main Street and Steinbeck, that yeah. width mm-hmm. of the street. Yeah. And then they have a stage blocking off the entire thing, and as far as the eye can see, it's people. Wow. That's wow. your audience. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. They set up big screens halfway down so the people in the back can see yeah. wow. what's happening several blocks away and yeah. show that they're watching like that's you can't incredible. see the end of the people that's yeah. how big that's insane that is so that's that's really cool yeah for sure um also uh, a number of years ago i went and performed the peony festival in uh in vancouver okay okay right just like yeah. we have the red river x here they got yeah. a big peony uh, festival right cool and on that same weekend um billy ray cyrus was performing <laughs> um Selena Gomez was just really like just really? starting people like oh who, no sorry sorry that's 
scratch. Nope. It was Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, oh okay, Vanessa yeah, Hudgens. Yeah. Still yeah. cool. Still cool. Yeah. So, and then they had a night of Elvis performers, the the top three from the Penticton Elvis Festival that had happened just uh, a couple months before. Yeah. Red Robinson, who's a big, like he's he's like um, a radio legend in in Vancouver and in that area. Like he was spinning records okay. way back in the day. Right. He's the first Canadian. Uh, radio DJ to play Elvis on the radio. He got to interview Elvis. He got to introduce him on stage when they were wow, when they came eh? to Vancouver. I have an interview that Red Robinson did with Elvis Presley on vinyl. <laughs> That's right? fantastic. That's cool. That Red signed for me. We've become good friends yeah. through this Elvis world, and he was the one that brought us to to Vancouver. Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, Red Robinson is. They used to have a, a talent show, the at, at the PE Festival called the Red Robinson. Uh, talent search. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one of his big finds was Michael Bublé. Oh, really? Like, no way. Like, this guy's connected. Yeah. Right? Wow. So he was the one that brought us to the PE festival. Yeah. And the Elvis night had a bigger audience than Billy Ray Cyrus and Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Well, no to, be, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was pre uh, Old Town Road, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, way yeah. before Old Town Road. This is the like Achy Breaky Heart was yeah. not on the charts anymore, yeah. but he was, was a couple still, albums deep. Yeah. He yeah. was still yeah. riding that train pretty yeah. hard. Still yeah. playing at all the socials and yeah. uh, that's still <laughs> that's pretty cool though. Um, yeah. And even when you're going to when you say Collington, is that what it's called? Collingwood. Collingwood. Um, when you're going there, it's not even just like say you do a performance around here or or somewhere that. They don't really maybe know Elvis as well, but you're going to one of those places where everybody mm-hmm. knows. Oh, you got to yeah. be like on point. You got to. If you don't gonna, nail it, you're gonna know it. Yeah. Oh, and they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, they'll, they'll tell you. Um, and of course, everybody has their favorites, but you know, and and because there's, you know, there'll be anywhere between 100, 150 Elvi there, Elvi. right? Yeah. <laughs> Still like that. Eh? And uh, so, but but I'm fortunate enough, like. Yeah. When I don't have the wig and the makeup and all that on, yeah. I don't look anything like uh, Elvis. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so I can walk the streets of Collingwood, except for those people who know me on social media and right. like the people who really know me and know who sure. I am, they'll be like, corny? But <laughs> I can I remember one year I went to Collingwood and I looked like I do now sitting in front of you. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I went in to do my registration, get everything like because I just arrived for the weekend and I didn't really need the all the publicity yet and all the people <laughs> yeah. because I needed to get settled in and get everything done, right? Yeah. yeah. So I went in and registered like this. I was in an elevator with a friend of mine in the Elvis world that I had known for for years. He had never seen me like this, though, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I walked in. I was like, hey. He's like, hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> and we rode the elevator together and I didn't say a word. Got, you know, registered and then later on I got to character, you know, hour of makeup and hair. It takes a long time. Yeah. And then I went back out on the streets and back out backstage and then he's like, Corny, when did you get here? He's <laughs> hugging me, bro. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. yeah you, I was standing right beside you in the elevator not yeah. two hours ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> he didn't. He had no idea. Yeah. Like, that's phenomenal. I love the anonymity. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a superhero. Hyde. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. That's cool. It's yeah, your alter ego or your yeah, mm-hmm. secret identity. That's really cool. Um, Say your first... Um, your first performance. What what was that like? I've never done anything that's like super public, mm-hmm. you know. MC to a couple of yeah. weddings and kind of not really spoken in front of crowds other than anonymous internet people here. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh, what, what walk us through kind of if you remember the first kind of your feelings, kind of how that went, kind of. Well, the um, 
the first time that I got up in front of people to sing would have been with my family. Sure. Right. And you're Which the, helps. You can kind of just hide behind the music. And I yeah. was the most, I'm still the most outspoken of, of the, the six, Yeah, you know, of right. our, I mean, we're all a little out there, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was always just a little more out yeah, there. Yeah, right? yeah. So they're like, Corny, you can do all the talking uh, like between songs. <laughs> you know, I'd kind of be nudged that way. You yeah, yeah. You do the You're the Michael Jackson of the yeah. Jackson Five. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, others would take their turns, but I yeah. would off. So, I mean, those would be my, and, and just that feeling of, I just hope I don't throw up in front of these people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you just like, let's just sing another song. We could do that. Yeah. You can kind of hide behind the music. Yeah. But I mean, I was a teenager and sure. you're in front of these audiences and it's just like gulp. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And, uh, but then, you know, I told that story of, you know, the, the Mazda show yeah. where I froze <laughs> and that literally was a turning point in my performance career. Cause sure. had I stepped down those stairs and walked off that stage, we would not be sitting here today Yeah, because right. I would probably be selling cars or yeah. for Mazda. You know, yeah. <laughs> for Mazda. <laughs> because I've done like on my journey to do what I do. Because I talk, sing, and make silly noises for a living. <laughs> you know, I, I talk on the radio. I do my Elvis and Johnny Cash show, and I do voices for cartoons. All the yeah. things that I used to get detention for yeah. are now my job. Yeah. You know, just making silly noises. <laughs> yeah. and You know, but um, prior to that, I mean, I've done so many jobs. I've been a waiter. I've built cabinets. I've sold vacuums. Yeah. I sold furniture. Mm-hmm. I sold cars. <laughs> I did long-distance truck driving. I oh, did really? bread. I was a baker. I was a candlestick maker. No, I didn't. Do that. But <laughs> I jumped over the moon. So many <laughs> jobs, but yeah. I never had a job more than five years. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. And then, I, and then I had that itch. I got to move on. I got to yeah. do something else. Yeah. Always in search of the thing I was passionate about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so when I did that first show and the and the phone started ringing and the phone never stopped ringing, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. um, then I knew that I was where I needed to be. Like even my job at the radio station. Yeah. I've been with Golden West Radio now for uh, 16 and a half years. Okay. Um, 12 of those years I've been doing the morning show. Right. But for the first four and a half years, I was in sales. I sold oh. advertising. Yeah. I didn't want to sell advertising. I came in and I applied to be on the radio. Sure. They didn't have yeah. a, a spot on the radio. This was back in the late 96 days before uh, it changed yeah, yeah, the mix yeah. Yeah, yeah. when they were on Main Street, right? You, sh- you should have came in as Elvis. They might have put down the well, There you go. That was, <laughs> but see, the thing is, and that actually was a was a hindrance. Oh, really? Because they were thinking, you know, he's just going to go on the radio and pretend to be Elvis uh, all the time. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Steinbeck's uh, not ready for that yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they were like, ugh. Like, so, so that... That was a hindrance. That's they actually fair. didn't want to put me on the air because uh, of that yeah. for a period of time. So you just do Johnny mm-hmm. Cash instead. <laughs> <laughs> that was before Johnny Cash days. But, um, but you know, once they realized that I could very successfully keep those two worlds yeah. separate. Um, and and also that one world helped promote the other. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so they saw that I, I successfully kept that balance there. And... Um, and then we're all we're all good, but that's perfect. But I but I sold advertising for four and a half years to get my foot in the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then the opportunity came up, and the morning show was yeah, mine. perfect. And I've been that's doing perfect. that now for twelve years, and absolutely love it. <laughs> absolutely, just getting up every day and just talking to the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, you know, going into the schools, reading for the kids. I love like I love to read month. Yeah, yeah. The last couple of years, I've gone to um, anywhere up to twenty schools. Mm-hmm. Wow, in yeah, in, yeah. in a month, yeah. And I'll put on like we'll, we'll have an assembly and we'll you know 
put a, put the book on the big screen and we'll have like music coming in. It's like a yeah. rock concert with lights. And then yeah. I read them some books, do some voices and characters, yeah. you know, and, and going to the schools and, and bringing them, you know, classroom of the month parties and all that. Uh, I have guys now and girls who are adults now and they're going, remember when I was in grade three and you, <laughs> yeah. you came to my school yeah. and you had that, you, you brought that party to our school. I'm like, you're an adult now. Yeah. Like, how old am I? Yeah. Like, I, I, rented a, yeah. I rented a wood chipper from the rental house, yeah. and the guy that was showing me how to use a wood chipper, because I've never used a wood chipper, he goes, aren't you Corny Rempel? And I was yeah. like, yes, I am. Remember when I was in Woodlawn School and you came to my class? I'm like, you have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so that's awesome. I how my wife actually knew of you because I said, "Yeah, we're having like Corny Rumpel come to the show." I'm like, he's he's a local legend. That's a big yeah. get for us, right? And yeah. She's like, "Oh, you mean like the I Love to Read Month guy?" I was like, "Yeah," because she, she's a teacher, so that that was her first like yeah. experience knowing of you was through because she's a transplant from Ontario. Okay. So she's only lived here for the last well six years we've been together. So yeah. she's like, "Yeah, like he's the I Love to Read Month guy." I was like, "Yeah, you're not wrong." Like, <laughs> like that's honestly my favorite part of my radio job yeah. is that connection with the yeah. schools, that connection with the kids. The kids don't call me corny; they call me Corny Rample. Uh-huh. Like it's one word, yeah, <laughs> because that's what they hear on the radio. Yeah. Corny Rample. I'm Corny Rample. Thanks for the next morning show. I'm Corny Rample. Cool. When I'm at the school, it's Corny Rample. Mm-hmm. And if somebody somebody calls me Corny, the kids will correct them. It's Corny Rample. <laughs> like, but I love that. That means I've made a connection with them. Yeah, you know. And if you made a connection with the kids, you've made a connection to the family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And and I'm like when I'm shopping and whatever and. And and I see a kid kind of looking shyly at me like that. Yeah. And sometimes the parents will come up. My son really wants to come say hi to you. I'm, oh, I'll walk. I love that. Yeah. yeah, so much. Or kids drag me over to introduce them to their parents. You yeah, know? absolutely. I that's seriously. I just so much joy when that happens. Yeah, that's I a connection. It. That's it's a special connection. It's hard to get. I think yeah. for a lot of people, and we do get it. It's like yeah, like you yes. cherish it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. absolutely. No, I love that. Um, you had mentioned briefly that, that you did um, like voice acting or for cartoons and whatever else, which is probably another thing for kids, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I was watching a little bit of it today, and it's not quite in my wheelhouse because I haven't played with Bionicles <laughs> in like 25 man. years. But <laughs> now, here's my, did here's you my question. Bionicles? What? Did you collect Bionicles? Uh, we were too poor for Bionicles. I did. I had, a, I had about a dozen of them, yeah. But I would play with my friends Bionicles. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, I knew you were coming in, and I had, a, I had, a, I had this talk with a buddy I work with is, and I'll put it to you guys, is voice acting, acting? Yes. Uh-huh. I would yeah, say it's it is. Very good question. He says no. I'm not an, I'm okay. not an expert, but in my opinion, I think it is because you have to do like inflection and you got to kind of mm. get into the role, I would think. You know what? I have literally like cried in the studio. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. When the part yeah. calls for it. Yeah. Right. Right. You can't just fake that with your voice. Well, good mm-hmm. voice your, actors do that, right? There are, there are voice body. actors that wouldn't, I'm sure. And you can tell. There's a difference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have to act out the scene, yeah. and I'm and I am notorious for for hitting my <laughs> mic stand, yeah, as you just heard, because I'm I'm I have to talk with my whole body, especially yeah. when I'm acting out a scene, yeah. yeah, and and I have to be careful. Sometimes I'm like, corny, stay on mic, you know, because <laughs> I will like I'll turn to the guy beside me. Ow! <laughs> I mean, now I get a backup, corny. You got to be on mic, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, because the, the scene is all around you, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and and. And I do uh, I do voice acting for a cartoon called Super Strikers. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> Super Strikers, it's known around the world except North America. Yeah. yeah. 
I was watching on YouTube today. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not we're bad. in season seven. Oh now. wow, really? Yeah, that's cool. So there's some there's some seasons that are better than others because they changed animators for a while. They had sure. better writers, and you know, so some seasons that are better than others. Just yeah. like any, just like The Simpsons or yeah. any any yep. other cartoon, of course. Um, but um, with with that cartoon, I mean, it's a soccer cartoon. And, and I do the voice of Big Bo. He's, you know, he's the goalie of the team. He's the <laughs> yeah. big brother of the team. Yeah, yeah. But he's very often trying to stop balls from going into the net. Yeah. So I have to do all these, like, efforts and yeah. impact sounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wah, driving to the side. <laughs> Corny, stay on mic. Oh, you know, so you have to act it out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times you have to, like, after a scene, you just think you I gotta take a break. Yeah, because you get so involved in it emotionally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. definitely acting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what I 100 percent agreed. Yeah. I said no way, man. It's absolutely yeah. acting. Even if you watch like Robin Williams and you seen clips yeah. of him doing the genie and stuff from yeah. Aladdin, and he's standing, but it's Rob Williams. He's always whatever. Yeah, exactly. But he's in it. He's just like, oh, right, 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 yeah. and he's just moving all over the place. But you watch a guy like even like Mark Hamill doing the Joker. Yeah, right? like he gets right. so he's into like, it, he's moving his <laughs> yes. body, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. insane. Uh, most. People who do voice acting, they have a line that gets them into the character. Sure. That they'll have a line that that character says. And like for me with Coach, when I was very, the first time we were in the studio trying to craft what Coach would probably sound like, one of the lines was, winning's never easy, boys. (laughs) And so whenever I'm in the studio and I'm like, okay, now we're doing Coach, and I'll, winning's never easy, boys. (laughs) Now we're here. And I'm ready. Yeah. Right. And now, you're, and, and now you're into it and you're ready, yeah. right? But you have to keep that character in mind also, like, because you can read a line and then also be like, coach wouldn't read it like that. Yeah. yeah. Like his character wouldn't be that scared in that scene. Yeah. He would still maintain his control and his right. composure. Sure. So you have to know the character. Yeah. Not just, it's not just a bunch of lines on paper. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know that character. And would that character do that? Yeah. And if it is out of character, does it warrant it in the scene? Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, definitely acting. What's your? I'm curious because I like I love voice acting and and getting behind it. Like, what's your process for you when you're given even a sketch of a character and trying to figure out okay, what does this character sound like? Well, first of all, you look at you look at the picture and like the stature of the person, yeah, of the the character. Right? Is that a tiny little mousy (laughs) thing? Because I do I do the voice. There's a there's a kids cartoon called Balupo, and it. It is uh, a cartoon with, like with that I helped dub into English, right. and one of the characters is Hugpo, and he is a uh, all the characters in Balupo. By the way, you can find that on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, all the characters on Balupo, which I believe is a Korean cartoon dubbed into English, um, and there's a couple of them that I do that are other languages dubbed. Right. In. There's a French one I think as well, isn't there? Yeah. There's a, a, a Landfust Quest. Yeah. That's yes. what I was talking yeah. About. There I'm Hebus the Troll. <laughs> fun <laughs> destroyed my voice for that character but oh man that's awesome yeah um like he was like coach on crack yeah you know yeah. like he was like when are we gonna eat a dragon you know it's like yeah, to that for a long time just that, wanted yeah. to like beat on people and eat dragons yeah. you know uh, and end so. scene <laughs> <laughs> um but um with with this balupo cartoon the character that i voice is hugpo all of all of the characters in the entire cartoon are inflated. Oh. They have a little like, you know, valve <laughs> yeah, stem, right? the trees, the grass, and their food. Oh wow. It's all filled with air. It's a it's a air filled world. Right. Interesting. Okay. And Balupo is like 
they don't have bad guys. They have antagonists, right? <laughs> right. So he was a little antagonist that always got into trouble. Yeah. So he was a tiny, he was a, he was like a hedgehog, an inflated hedgehog. And he, nothing's fair. Like, everything's not fair, right? So, so he's always whiny. Everything he's done was whiny, right? So you first you look at the stature of him and you look at, well, what is he? He thinks everything's unfair. He's, he's always trying to find a way to take advantage of a situation and uh, yeah. try right. to get things his way, yeah. you know. Just like a whiny little brat, yeah, right. And so you know, I just had to find that whiny little brat in me, right? You know, <laughs> and doing that voice, I found was way harder. Like, because you have to not just can you do a voice, yeah, can you sustain that voice yeah. for a two-hour voicing session, yeah, right? Um, <clears throat> and that was difficult, yeah, because you're vibrating on a different part of your vocal cords, yeah, right. With coach, I learned. Much like, well, I mean, you guys had my, my son in here, Donovan. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Stop, Drop, and Burn. Yeah. Right? yeah. They they sing metal. There's been a lot of metal music in my house for yeah. a lot of years. <laughs> it's not my music. Yeah. yeah. But he's my boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I really, uh, you know, I appreciate the artistry that it takes to actually do what they do. Of course. For sure. Um, my music is not their music either. Right? Yeah. So, it's fair. But. Um, you should do a crossover but, album. Well, we we talked about that metal Elvis. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Actually. Death Eldai, I, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but the thing, <laughs> the thing is, those vocalists. Yeah, because I don't call them singers; they're vocalists. Uh, yeah. they vocalize, most of them aren't singing. They're yeah. vocalizing. Yeah, right. And they have to find that spot on their vocal cords that they can. Yeah, can do that. And not shred their chords, yeah. mm-hmm. right? even though they still often do. Right? Still often do. Yeah. So do voice actors, sure, right? Yeah. Um, like right now, you can hear my voice is a little, uh, it's a little tired. Yeah. I've yeah. been riding my vocal cords like a rented mule, <laughs> and like Christmas time. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a mule you didn't even buy insurance on. You know, you yeah. just I'm just gonna use this thing to get the work done. Yeah. I'm gonna bring it back. They won't know. It's like driving a work truck, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> to the wall. It's not yours. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I've been treating my vocal cords lately. <laughs> a little bit of a cold makes it even worse. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, night after night of doing the morning show, go out and do concerts in the yeah. evening. Morning show, concerts right. in the evening because Christmas banquets, right? Of course, it's that yeah. time of year. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 challenging. So you have to you have to pace yourself. So when I'm going to do a voicing session mm-hmm. and I'm timing it out, I look at my calendar and I go, okay, wait, morning show. I got a concert here. I'm going to need a day of rest. Before I can owe that voice, I know they're going to need that voice, and that's going to be trying. So I'm going to need right. at least a day or two before I get that concert. Uh, so that's how I time out when I'm going to go do a voicing session right. yeah. at the Capo Studios in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And like I have that's to, it's all timing, cool. yeah, it's all timing. I love that. I've always been fascinated by it. Yeah, always like you said, Randy, behind the scenes stuff, yeah. and especially voice acting. And like I've even considered in the past going to radio school and all that stuff, yeah. but instead I make a garbage podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you make a really good garbage wow, pro- podcast. <laughs> You can put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've always found that interesting. It's kind of, even even when they're, so they give you, I guess, uh, an image of the character, but as the show is being made, they typically, how, how does that work then? So then you record the voice and then they either animate or or generate the mouths or do you have to then? Yeah, is there a lot of ADO to do after? Yeah, so first, first is the script. Yeah script and you act it out and you're in a studio by yourself people okay. think you know all these actors are in there re- reacting interacting with no sure. you're not okay you're in the studio by yourself like when they made 
Toy Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like Woody and Buzz were never in the studio <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think until they actually finished the movie, they hadn't even actually met. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in person. So you're always doing scenes. Yeah. The so Simpsons he, was the same. They would often phone in their, their oh, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you would do it in a studio at home and mm-hmm. send in the lines. I've done a little bit of that, but I don't, I, I'm not set up to do that on purpose. I don't sure. want to be yeah. producing it. I don't want to be doing any of that. You know, I have access to some equipment, so yeah. sometimes they're like, Corny, we need one line. Yeah. Seriously, can you just send it to us? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And whatever. But, um, um, what was my point? I had a point. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, the, like the, the production. The do you, do you, do oh, you record question, yes. before animation? Right, right, right. I'm back. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry, we just had to go to commercial. Yeah, um, yeah so they start with the script, and then you, you, you read through your lines. They'll send it ahead of you ahead of time. You know, you read it over, get an idea of what's going on. Yeah. And then in the, in the studio, you'll, you'll have the producer on the other side of the glass, and then you'll have your script, and then... Um, you go through a scene, you just do a read through. He'd read the other characters so that you can get a feel of the, the timing. interaction and the right. timing. Yeah. And then you'll do a couple of takes of each line. Like you do a full read through and then you do individual takes of each line so you can kind of like get a, and they'll get like a, a good clip and a backup. Oh, right? yeah, sure. They'll send all of that to the animators. Yeah. They'll animate the whole scene to how you acted it uh, out. Right? Okay. Then the director will go, okay, we actually have to change this scene. So there we actually need coach to say this instead of that because I changed this. Uh, so right, he yeah. needs to say it like this. So then what the director will do in South Africa yeah. with his South African accent, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. he'll he'll try to like read the line as coach, yeah. you know, in but he'll try to, you know, and they speak faster than yeah. he normally would, right? So sometimes it's like that line is a little quicker than I would normally say it as coach. Yeah. And I can try to fit it in there real quick, you know. <laughs> and, but now I'll, <clears throat> what they'll do is he'll voice it in his voice, a scratch track. Sure. Then the animators will animate that scene to what the director voiced, those missing lines. Okay, right? yeah. And that'll come back to you. And then you'll have it on the screen in front of you. And then you'll have to try to match up the exact pacing, uh, but in coach's voice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that the lips yeah. match up. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's 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 fun. It's challenging. Yeah. It's you know that's what I love about it. There's different layers of it that you because there's the reading the script and your interpretation of it together yeah. with the producer. Now the director who's in another country yeah. is going. Yeah. You know, you know we're going to need coach to do this. That's we're super need cool. To, this scene a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Must be then, especially helpful if the show doesn't have uh, moving lips like Bionicle or whatever. They're whatever. Robots right. or toys right. or whatever the hell they are. I don't yeah, the, the mouth just kind of lights up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's way easier that way. <laughs> oh, like sure. Bender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say? The, the ADO or something? Yeah, I think it's a term for you. When you're doing well, like the your ADR. ADR, that's what I'm People call it yes. different things, yeah. right? Pickup lines, ADR. Yeah. Like it's all different terms uh, in okay. the industry. Yeah. Um, basically, they call you back to just redo lines. Yeah. Like the Simpsons is pretty notorious for it. If you watch some of their episodes, you can tell when lines are ADR'd in. Because oh. like mm-hmm. the animation was supposed to say something else, but they had to just get yeah. this. They had to oh. change this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes even in, in movies, like you'll see, you'll see like a character turn his head yeah. and then yeah. say something that clearly he's not saying yep. there, but they yeah. just how I love catching that. Fit that into a scene. <laughs> yeah. mm. It was like, no, he didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you'll see the, a little uh, just a half second clip of the guy's face not moving, yeah. but the audio has already started. Like I yeah. see it even on Friends and things like that. You'll see that just, there's the occasional thing sitting on the couch and say whatever, Ross will like be looking at them and it's just like right on the edge of the frame. So you see yeah. half his face and then it like, 
edits, cuts, and also opens to him actually saying the line, but it's yes. already started before yeah. they they transitioned. It's yeah. it's really cool. I enjoy that stuff. Wow. You know, that's <clears throat> I find that fascinating, just sitting there and trying to figure all that out. Yeah. Um, no, I I was like I was kind of thought about getting into voice acting yeah. when I was a kid just because I would do like the wrestler voices, yeah. like I would do the Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> <laughs> doing it in front of Macho Man guys. So I'm like but I would do that all the time, right? Yeah. It, it, like voice acting has always fascinated me, yeah. and I, it's it's totally acting. You can't For say sure. it's not. Well, with me, it started like in elementary school. I was the kid that could do Donald Duck. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. The kids would be like, hey, this is my friend that does Donald Duck. Corny, do Donald Duck for them. Yeah. And I would be yeah. like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and then they'd be like, oh, let's go. Or they'd be like, do Mickey Mouse. I'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, oh and they would always, I'd like, and I was like, this is the reaction I'd get from people, yeah. right? And I'd be like, I can do a thing mm-hmm. that people want me to do. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be a way to make money doing this, right? Yeah, sure. And I was always fascinated with Disney yeah. and, and with cartoons, right? And so, actually, as a teenage boy, I somehow, before the internet, <laughs> I found the phone number of Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> no way. I, to this day, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. I phoned Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> Is Walt there? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little frozen yeah. right now. <laughs> so so I, called, I called Walt Disney Studios, and I asked if I could talk to somebody who does the hiring for voice acting. Oh, wow. I'm, I think 13. <laughs> yeah. And... And uh, so they did put me through to this guy. Yeah. Hey, how can I help you, buddy? And he was so nice. Yeah. And I just said, you know how I, I, I do voices and characters and I, I, I would like to work for yeah. you guys. And like, how do I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's like, well, where are you calling from? I was like, well, I'm up in Manitoba. <laughs> oh, that's in Canada, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, and he explained the process yeah. of like being sponsored, getting a visa or yeah getting a green card, all this stuff. He says, you would have to move to the United States because we're a U.S. company. Like, get your get your visa, get your green card, move to the, like, yeah. and, and then, and then come and apply. Yeah. Or we would have to convince our government that we can't find your talent in our country. Yeah. And then right. we would sponsor you and bring you in. But there's thousands of voice actors. Sure. Like, I'm sure you're good. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Just so you know, and he, he's letting me down very gently. He took the time. This is some big, big shot yeah. at Walt Disney yeah. Studios, right? And uh, and he just he just says, "I'll tell you what, put together uh, a tape of a bunch of your voices. I'll take a listen to it. Oh, and I'll at least cool. critique yeah. it for you." Yeah, I never did that, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I just talked to Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, yeah, right. And I always wanted to be a Disney voice actor. Yeah, of course. So fast forward all these years. I go to I go to DeCapo and I do some voicing for them for commercials, documentaries, web episodes. Like just yeah. I'm one of their voice talent for stuff. They get the um, the contract or they they want to put in a bid to do the contract to do all the sounds and voices for Super Strike Us. Oh yeah. So yeah, they right. came to me knowing I could do all these voices and characters. Yeah. Because that's what my demo. If you go on DeCapo's website, okay, you can click on their voice actors, uh, listen to their demo. No, for me, it's okay. just a whole whack of voices that I've that I've done right. <laughs> Um, so like Kikwini does all these voices he could help us to voice our demo he could right. be a bunch of the characters like and I did it for free yeah. and I said if you do this for us if we get the contract then like you have a good shot at some of the main characters of this cartoon of course they got the contract I got two main characters yeah and 
and then that led to other cartoons and other auditions and other cartoons, and that's kind of how it. Ah. That's kind of that's how it started, yep. right? But now here's the kicker. A couple of my cartoons, um, Super Strike Us, um, and also uh, I think Landfus Quest got picked up by Disney XD. Oh, cool! Right, yeah. And there was a couple of other ones, which were for sure those two got picked up by Disney XD in other countries like New yeah. Zealand, uh, Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. And so now these characters who are now on Disney, yeah. Have my voice on them, <laughs> so I am now a Disney voice actor. There you go. So it all came full <laughs> yeah, circle. That's cool, you know. Yeah, that kid who had the guts to phone Disney, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then do nothing with it. And then do nothing. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I, just, I just, I did nothing with. It. I didn't have that much ambition. <laughs> They're just shocked that he knew where Manitoba was. <laughs> but yeah, it all came full circle, you know. And yeah. I and I talk to kids like in the schools a lot, you know. Yeah. And sometimes they bring me in just as a motivational speaker. Um, <laughs> I am Matt Foley. I am what they call a motivational speaker. And, and, and I would go and talk to the kids and I would tell them like about all these crazy things that I used to get in trouble for. Yeah. Like, like, ADD used to be called Corny Needs to Pay Attention. Right? That's what <laughs> yeah. all of my report cards yeah. going up. Corny needs to focus more. Corny needs to stop humming. Corny needs to stop talking. <laughs> Corny needs to stop making noises all the time. All like, okay, ADD wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. you were just not behaving. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and now my my wife is an EA. She works uh-huh. with kids yeah. who have ADD and ADHD. And 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 I said one time, I said, you know, like I'm pretty sure I'm undiagnosed ADD. She goes, oh no no, I work with those kids. Yeah, yeah that's you. <laughs> no no, that's clearly you. you have, yeah, you hit all the hot buttons on that one. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 when I'm talking to the kids, like I was that awkward kid. Yeah, you know I was 210 pounds in junior high, yeah. grade seven. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was overweight. I was the first kid in school with boobs. You know <laughs> that was awkward. Yeah. My name was Corny, and we were poor. I was a target. Yeah, right? yeah for sure. <laughs> And I was horribly shy. Like, yeah. I was awkward and I was weird. Yeah. I wanted to be me, but I didn't think they'd like me. And so, these are things I they tell these kids. It's like, like yeah, I'm Corny Rempel, whoever that character is to you now. Yeah. yeah. But I was that kid in kindergarten that would pee on the carpet during story time. Yeah. <laughs> I was that kid. And I would tell them that. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I'm that kid. <laughs> I'm peeing right now. Dad. Like, just... <laughs> Like, just, like, embrace who you are yeah. and just be you yeah. and just be real, right? Yeah. For those that don't like you, if you're being you yeah. and you're a good person, yeah. like, if you're a bad person, don't be you, okay? <laughs> if you're a jerk, don't be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> be somebody else. Yeah. But if you're truly a good person, yeah. like, just be yourself. Yeah. Then those who don't like you, that's a them problem. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not a you problem. 100%. Right? Yeah. 100%. Just be who you are. Because my friends who I could be real with, they liked me when I was me. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's what I try to convey to these kids. Just be you. Yeah. And it, yeah. and once I embraced that, then things started to happen for me. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's what I that's what I just wish for everybody. Just like everybody should do what they love doing. You guys just started doing this because you thought this would be fun. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You weren't like, we're gonna make so much money. <laughs> right? Nope. In fact, that's the opposite of what yeah. we're <laughs> guys ask me in the in the performance world, yeah. How do you charge what you charge? Yeah. Okay. 
It's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. No, just kidding. Got that Disney money now, you know? It's the big bucks now. <laughs> no, I, I I do good. Sure. Um, But I said, how do you charge what you charge? I said, you don't start there. Yeah, no, yeah. no, absolutely you not. You do yeah. this for nothing because you love it. Yeah. Yeah. For long enough until somebody actually wants to pay you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and that's really the only way. Like, you guys started this because you love it. Yeah. Yep. Right? And one day we're going to be like... <laughs> When they were still in their basement, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I was on their podcast. For sure. Now we drive by Two Idiots Tower every day yeah. on the way to work. <laughs> two Idiots Tower. There's already one idiot that has a tower. <laughs> it starts with a C. Two idiots. Several. That's I think new. he has several towers. There there you go. Go. Yeah, yeah. Oh my word. Let's not even start. <laughs> but no, that, that's a good message for kids to hear. It's yeah. like just, and I think. In the social media age, it's both easier and harder to be yourself. 100%. The ones that yeah. do, those are the ones you see on YouTube creating crazy content, doing their own thing. And there's the ones that feel the pressure from the Instagram and all that, right? So be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. If people love it, they're going to love it. If yeah. they don't, screw yeah. them, whatever. Because now we're in an instant fame world. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's a disconnect between authenticity and fame yeah. in many cases. So, Or, or at least the 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 way that you portray yourself on your on your social media is very seldom who you actually are, right, yeah. in most cases. So then these, especially these kids that are whatever, they're going through puberty, which is already hard. Yeah. And then now you have to portray this fake illusion of yourself. Yeah. And if that crumbles, then what are you? And yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's terrible. And, and uh, you know, I was talking to one teenager um, and she was saying, you know, one day when I'm YouTube famous, <laughs> then I, yeah. I said, oh, for what? Yeah. Well, for being like, a famous person on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for what? There's no yeah. connection there. That's, for, that's the Kardashian like effect, right? <laughs> for doing my stuff on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I said, no, no. Like, for being like, me. The yeah. fame should come because you are yep. good at something that you do. 100%. Not, I'm going to be famous, then we do all these things. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That is a recipe for absolute destruction, even if you mm-hmm. do get the fame. Sure. Right? You don't know what to which do. Which doesn't yeah. come with all the things no. that people think it comes with. Yeah. Right? Like, even on my level of fame, which yeah. isn't like a... Huge! Yeah. <laughs> Can't even go to dinner in this town. It's huge. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest fame ever. No, it's terrific. I do a terrible Trump. I'm I'm a tremendous Elvis. (laughs) Best in the world. Um. (laughs) Nobody has a better pelvis than I do. Better pelvis. (laughs) It's in there somewhere. Covered in a hamburgers. Anyway, anyway. You put a little gay there. <laughs> no, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> me again. Dang it. Oh, uh, he does that. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> like we, were, we were just talking about just being famous for the no fame. reason. Yeah, the... Oh. And that, that's totally true because that's, that's a, like I said, it's the Kardashian effect in that, you know, I just want to be famous, rich and famous. Okay. Yep. Used to be you would do this thing or you'd invent this thing or you'd yeah. build a business or you whatever. You do something. Exactly. Yep. And you, that's what you're striving to do. You want to get good at it and then you get famous or like yeah. being an athlete, you get really good at playing basketball and now you're in the NBA. Yeah. Now it's like, I want to win the Super Bowl without ever playing football. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but the point I was trying to make is that fame, like is not all it's cracked up to be. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, like in, even at, even at my level of local fame. Yeah. Like my Elvis world has more, like a little bit more of an international fame, but even with what right. I do yeah. in the community, who I am in the community comes with a certain level of fame. Of course. Um, if I get cut off in traffic and I feel the need to salute them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's not some guy cut me off and flipped yeah. me the bird. Yeah. yeah. It's Corny Rempel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
lost is cool yeah. and flip me the bird. It right? becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. More Anything. scrutiny. Like, what movies I'm renting at the video store. <laughs> like, they see, they're like, oh, oh, is that what you watch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Love Actually? You have to buy any sort of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Christmas again? time, don't again? judge me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's <laughs> April. <laughs> Shut up, I like that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you just buy it? <laughs> For the record, I've not watched that entire movie. Uh, just seen. Yeah, it. right. Anyway, <laughs> I watched The Walking Dead. I saw Andrew Lincoln. Okay, it's all it's all there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but but yeah, like who you are in the community, when yeah. you are, when you have any level of fame, yeah, is, you know, it it that the, that moment that they see you, whether you're at your worst or your best, yep. that's what they remember of you. Hundred yeah. percent. You guys had Matt Falk on here. Yeah. Right. Love Matt mm-hmm. Falk. Yeah. Like he is. I. I have so much respect for that guy that he's been able to do what he does and be clean yeah, and maintain, yeah. you know, because that's who he is as a person. Exactly. Yeah. He, it's not just a gig. It's not just a bit that he does on stage. I'm going to be Mr. Clean Comedy Guy. Yeah. That's who he is as a person. Yeah. And, but I had somebody that I talked to earlier this week who had said to me, you know, I lost a lot of respect for Matt Falk. I said, why? Because he's on the Two Idiots podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He had better judgment. Yeah, right. <laughs> he have people that would like veto this. You would think. Anyway, but he had said he was listening to um, satellite comedy, right? Satellite radio, yeah, satellite right. comedy, and um, they had introduced Matt Falk, and they had played one of his bits, and he goes, "It was dirty, and uh, language was huh? foul." Mm-hmm. I said, "No, no, absolutely no, not. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. No, no. Either they." introduced one comic and played a different one yeah, yeah. or maybe because I've, I've listened to like satellite radio when they listen to comedy yeah like they'll say the name of the comedian like they'll go from one comedian and then they'll go matt falk and yeah. then they'll play yeah. another bit yeah that might have been the comedian that just played yeah right? right but my point is that that one moment even though yep. it was clearly a, a, yeah. a, a mistake either on the satellite radio's part or he heard wrong or whatever for sure now that is his view yeah. of Matt, yeah. right? And and that's what comes with fame. It's mm-hmm. like that one moment that they heard, whether it's correct, out of context, or yep. whatever, yep. that's what they remember, yep. right? Yep. So I caution the, the younger generation that just wants to be famous. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's more to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not be, as simple just as... Just be good at what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Just be good at what yep. you do. Don't worry about the fame. No, exactly. Even yeah. if you become YouTube famous, they seem to think that... You know, your face, your name will be attached to it. And yeah, you release it on YouTube and then uh, I go back to my regular life. Nobody will bother me. Nobody will contact me. Like, obviously, we're not at all famous, but like, you know, it's still the same thing. Like, our names are on it and whatever. Like, it Mm -hmm. could become a thing. And it's just, it's it's different. I can't even imagine. Imagine being someone like Johnny Depp or Denzel Washington, whatever. Like, you walk through a crowd, you walk into a restaurant and there's a thousand people snapping your picture. You literally can't have dinner because people are coming up to you all the time asking for a picture. You can can never buy Preparation H and not get judged for it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you're buying some itch relief cream. What did he do? What's going on with Depp? Saucy. (laughs) Well, Celine Dion, I never never forget, she did an interview where somebody had said to her, um, you know, you've done it all. You've, you know, you've number one albums around the world yeah you, you're, you're wealthy you're this what is something that you still would like love to do yeah she goes i would love to go into a grocery store and one of those uh, basket wheel things she didn't even know what a cart was called yeah. right <laughs> and and pick my own groceries oh wow i guess she has like, to pay people what? to do that hey yeah. she can't because walk at a store. very young age yeah she was extremely famous yeah and so she can't just walk in a grocery store and no. shop yeah right it's true she would like to do that like the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> yeah. 
he, whenever he's on a shoot somewhere, yeah. he brings his entire gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the structure, yeah. the building, the iron. The iron paradise. The iron he travels. Paradise. Yeah. yeah. It comes with him because he can't, like if he's in a big city somewhere and he's, you know, shooting a film, he can't. Like if he was shooting a film here in Manitoba, he can't just go over to the fitness anytime zone fitness and yeah, yeah. <laughs> put in a couple of reps. Yeah, the world would stop yep. in the fitness zone, and yep. it would be all about the Rock and yep. taking pictures with him and whatever. Right? Exactly. Like yeah. so, so yeah, fame isn't no. what people think it is. It's true. I mean, I'd like to get just a little taste. A little taste. Yeah. <laughs> taste of glory. Yeah, a little, see what it tastes. A little corny rumble. A little corny rumble yeah. fame, maybe. Uh, we'll we want local fame. That's yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Said, by six degrees of separation, we're also Disney yeah. princesses, and we know Vanessa Hudgens, and <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. do, do yeah. birds just randomly land Nicholas on your hands Cage. now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Uh, speaking of Nicholas Cage, we we're randomly going through uh, trailers on Apple TV, just watching some random stuff, and. The guy's still making movies. Oh yeah, yeah. like I don't think his good one. He hasn't made a good one since what National Treasure in like hey, two thousand. You gotta pay for those castles somehow. You know? Yeah, and then <laughs> sell them and lose yeah. money. You and do what you gotta yeah. do. But like, there's still there was at least I think there was three that had either come out this year or were coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And like we watched the trailer and they are bad. Yeah. Like one of them, he has an accent for no reason, and yeah. it's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, isn't he playing himself in an upcoming movie? Is about- he? I don't even know. Uh, it's kind of like a, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's like some, I don't know, parallel universe, or whatever. But he's playing himself and his quest for fame. Like, okay. Um, and and it and and the, the title. Oh, what was the title? It's very, self-inflating. It's very um, um, it's hard uh, to have this much talent or something like that. Like that's literally yeah. something along the, those lines. Yeah. The unbearable weight of massive talent. The there unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> How disconnected do you what have to be? What would yeah. you call yeah. a Nicolas yeah. Cage movie yeah. about Nicolas Cage? That sounds like a Donald Trump book. <laughs> 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 it's so impressive. But like and he looks he looks haggard. Excuse me. Yeah, he's looking rough. He's rough. Well, you know what? He's wearing his ears. Like don't try to hide that. That's, that's the weight of fame right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's not Nick Nolte old. No. Like, but he does look like he's been ridden hard and put away wet. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you should have at least cleaned him up before they put him in the stable. Yeah. No, no kidding. Yeah, he's uh, he's an enigma. That yeah, guy. That's about a six day bender look right there. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. A six year bender by the looks of it. Yeah, I don't think I stopped a, bending since coming out of an Indiana Jones party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a meta story in which he is paid one million dollars to attend a wealthy super fan's birthday party. He has to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to extricate himself from an increasingly dangerous situation. <laughs> wow. I want to watch it so bad. Yeah. Just like because I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be really good or it's going to derail quickly. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be terrible. And I want to be there to see it. Yeah. yeah. It's like he wants to be Joaquin Phoenix, you know, when he played right. uh, that crazy guy. What yeah. was that movie? Not uh, Joker. But, uh, no, I know. I can't remember what it was uh, called. Now. He basically like fooled all of Hollywood oh. to think that he had lost his marbles for like, like two years yeah, yeah he, he went had. on interviews he went on Letterman yeah. stuff and yeah. he would they thought he was just gone bizarre but he yeah. was just like what was that movie oh, but it's like that it was after Johnny Cash yeah it was it. it was after Walk the Line yeah um, but anyway were you considered for that role by the way huh? no <laughs> but years ago they did a um, a mini series about Elvis okay called Elvis and it oh was, really and it was yeah <laughs> They couldn't think of a title. You don't say. <laughs> the massive, so, what was it? The, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Is what yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, so when, like, basically from, you know, when he got discovered right until the 68 comeback special. Okay. The, the black leather. Yeah. And um, they had 
um, a big, I guess, worldwide casting call right. cool. for Elvi <laughs> to come and play the part yeah. of Elvis in this miniseries that they were doing. Ah, uh, cool. So I know a lot of my friends that like went to Hollywood and tried out. Yeah, I had someone here who was trying to really convince me to go and try, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not. I don't look enough like Elvis that people go, oh my word, you should play Elvis on TV. Right? <laughs> I can pull off the 1970s Elvis with all the sideburns and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, they were looking for young Elvis. Uh, you yeah. know, and this was a number of years ago. Turns out this whole thing was a publicity stunt because they had already chosen Jonathan Reese Myers. Oh, okay. He was already chosen. He was going to play it. Jonathan Reese Myers. That name sounds familiar. Uh, what would you know him from? He's done him. quite a few things. Oh, the Joaquin Phoenix movie is called I'm Still Here. That's what I'm it is. Still yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jonathan Reese Myers was already picked to play Elvis, but they did this whole search. Oh, that guy. Okay. As a publicity stunt to get a lot of attention around this upcoming miniseries. Right. Right. He doesn't look anything like Elvis. Well, you know what? They could pull off a young Elvis. If you just search Jonathan Reese Myers and then click and then Elvis, and then you'll see. I mean, they, they did a... Fairly good job of making him look like a young Elvis. Uh, right? Okay, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very few that are absolutely dead ringers. Yeah, and like um, um, what's his name in um, um, Freddie Mercury? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever um, his name is, uh, um, the Egyptian guy, R- Rami, Rami Malek, Rami, Rami, Malek. Rami Malek. Yeah, yeah whatever. Nailed it. Yeah, <clears throat> that was incredible. Yeah. Rare will you get that? Like something that looks that close. They did a, a, a movie uh, Elvis and Nixon because oh. Elvis Presley met. Richard Nixon he went yeah. to the White House. Hi, I'm Elvis Presley. I want to talk to Richard Nixon. <laughs> right? And they're like, yeah. um, yeah. just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go get him. <laughs> and then he went and talked because because Elvis, uh, as much as, I mean, Elvis knows, everybody knows Elvis' battle with drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But yet he was very, very much against street drugs and illegal drugs. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He was addicted to, um, like he was a hypochondriac and he uh, was addicted to uh, medication, prescription like medication. Right? Yeah. yeah, and he would have the, this medication because he felt this and then he would mm. he would get side effects and so he would get right. this medication to get that. And, and then if the doctor stopped giving him meds, he would just get another doctor. Yeah, right? yeah. Sounds like but Florida. He was very much <clears throat> against um, illegal drugs and the hippie movement, right? right? Uh-huh. So he wanted to go to Nixon and talk to him about um, we need to do something about this, the hippie movement and the, and the, and the free love and free drugs and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, right. And um, so he went, and there's that iconic picture of, yeah, I've seen that, of one. that meeting yeah. of Nixon and Elvis. So they made a movie out of that. Oh. And the guy that they picked for Elvis, oh, the whole world just went, why? <laughs> I refuse to see it. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Yeah. I refuse to see the movie just because of the actor that they picked for to sure. play Elvis. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's his name? He was the he was one of the bad guys in the Superman movies. Um, like he's a great actor. Here it is. But he's not Elvis. Pull it up on the two idiot screen here. Whoa! No, not even that one. That's an old one from 1997. There was a more recent one. And the guy doesn't even look like Nixon here either. There was a more recent one that they did. Um. And. The guy that the guy that played Elvis, oh my word! Yeah, just 2016 a, was this one. 2016, they did one. Wrinkly. Oh, Michael Shannon! Really? I love yes. Michael Shannon. He's a yeah. great actor. Yeah. Is he Elvis? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, it was a horrible choice. And I know guys personally who are <laughs> like dead ringers for Elvis yeah. because of the world I play in. Like, and so many people were like, they should have gotten him. They should have gotten Cody yeah. Slaughter. They should have gotten you know, yeah, um, Sean Clush. They should have gotten, but 
these guys aren't actors. They are right. <laughs> like they're impersonators. Sean Clush right? was in the was in the series Vinyl, the oh, okay. HBO series yeah. Vinyl. He played Elvis in that series. Oh, like okay. He he is a dead ringer for right. Like, you know the the Vegas years Elvis. You for know? sure, that is yeah. horrific. Yeah, isn't that absolutely hideous? Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> like that looks like uh, a before picture for Oil of Olay. <laughs> you know, that's horrible. That's ho- yeah. That, that's yeah, not that's at all pretty Elvis. bad. Wow. Yeah. And then, like and then Kevin Spacey painted. was was Nixon, and he did a great job. And now, of course, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. you have to retire that bit too, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's man, that's awful. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, everyone listening to the podcast is just quickly pulling it up yeah. on their phone now. I'm gonna put this on our Instagram for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Michael Shannon, and I love Michael Shannon. He's great. Oh, yeah. Why? Why did you even take that? I buddy? hate that he did this for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, casting choices can't win them all. No, like I said, that that not. looks like if the two idiots made this movie, that's that's <laughs> what our that's what our casting choices would be. Like. <laughs> who would play you? Yeah. If this gets that big, who would play we, you guys? We have talked about this actually. <sighs> yeah, you'd be Kevin. James. I'd be Kevin James for sure. Kevin All James, day. yeah. With, yeah, if you got a little yeah. Uh, yeah. red beard action Absolutely. going. Absolutely, Kevin I, James is pretty awesome. I said uh, Steven Seagal of like 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Lawman Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Otherwise, I don't know. That guy's movies were so good. They were horrible. Yeah. yeah. But the fact is he's a legitimate martial artist, and then mm-hmm. he just goes to hell. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's epic. Um, but anyways, I'd be honored if he were to play me. That'd be fantastic. I don't know who else would. Uh, Roseanne Barr, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I think she can grow a beard. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> This is doing podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, say, can you see? <laughs> she just blew. kicked off of her own show. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. that's horrible. <laughs> just blew all of everybody's eardrums out. <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, she's a real treat. So again, I, I think that'd be great. If Absolutely. She, yeah. Or Rosie O'Donnell, maybe. Put the word out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love how he goes from Steven Seagal yeah. to Rosie yeah. O'Donnell, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a pretty be good spectrum. It's, that a, yeah. it's a good range. You know, Maybe sure. Michael Just Shannon. Range. Just giving you a range. <laughs> <laughs> Corny Rimp. Uh, <laughs> I would. I would yeah, we are related. Heartbeat. Exactly. It'd be yeah. perfect. It'd be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. We found out just recently that Reg's <laughs> mom is my first cousin. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Blood. Blood. No blood. Blood knows blood. Blood knows blood. Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood. <laughs> you know that song. I you don't know, that, know song. that song. I don't Johnny Cash. That I don't think I've heard that one. You're the one I need. Oh, okay. Flesh I do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a love song, so yeah. we'll sing it to you. <laughs> I mean, I love you, man. I might fall in love with you. Yeah. Deep yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Ever since I looked Reg in your hasn't eyes. known love like that. I knew. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm like Kat. Find love again. Poor <laughs> wife. Yeah. I thought I'd known love until today. <laughs> in your eyes. I had no idea. Oh man! Oh, this What's is fun. That new Bothell water. That's our secret. New Bothell water. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something about New Bothell. Okay. I love it that I'm in New Bothell today, because um, if I it's was, the cheese, we already know. I love was being the, in New Bothell. Right? Come on. Like Bothwell and Bothwell cheese is world renowned. Yeah. Okay. And so, just uh, a couple weeks ago, there was this rabbi who was on his way to Bothwell Cheese to bless the cheese so that they could have kosher cheese, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a thing. They sell yeah. kosher cheese. Yeah. You need a rabbi. Of course. To bless the, the salt and the milk. Yeah, that sounds like a Daily Bonnet uh, article. I know. <laughs> I know. So this rabbi is on his way to work to bless the cheese. 
And uh, they have a different guy that cuts the cheese. That's like, that was low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. I had to go there. So so, so the rabbi is on his way to work to bless the cheese. And, and it's dark it's in the night shift because that's the best time to bless cheese is at night. I don't know if you guys knew that. So he hits what he thinks is a dog. You hear about this? No. No. He ran in with his car. He hit what he thought was a dog. Yeah. And it's dark, and he he hit it into the ditch. He just didn't want to just leave this dog there. Yeah. So he picks up the dog and puts it in his car, and it's half conscious. It's just like, Ugh. yeah. And, and he's petting it. He's like, you're going to be okay. He goes to work, works his shift, the night shift. Yeah. Like, with the dog, just left it in his car. Figured, like, what am I going to do with this dog? I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So he goes to work and uh, finishes his shift. Fi- shift finishes about 6 in the morning. He's telling his... The other people at the Bothwell Cheese, you know, like yeah. I, I hit this dog, didn't know what to do with it. I got him in my car. So the, the coworkers go and look, and like it's sitting up. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking around, right? It's a coyote. Oh <laughs> no way! They're like, dude, you got a coyote yeah. in your car. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can call a rabbi, dude. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but in that case, you can. I think you okay. got a, Yeah, you got a wild animal in your vehicle. Yeah. So they called conservation. Yeah, and and they said like. Um, I got a coyote in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was a dog. Yeah. And so so they said, like, do not open that door. Yeah. Yeah. That is he's well, I was petting it. It was fine. <laughs> no. It's an injured wild animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not open that door. Yeah. We will come. So they had to wait. Yeah. Till conservation could come and like yeah. like carefully and safely remove this animal from the vehicle. <clears throat> and then they send it to the like wildlife reserve and they, they yeah. like they're they're Rehabbing. nursing this yeah. coyote back right. to health, you know. So the coyote is doing actually starting to do very well. It's good, you know. And I feel that I don't want to laugh that a coyote got hit <laughs> yeah. or a dog or anything. Yeah. But the the best part of this story is that that next weekend, because that's we told the story on Stamac Online. Yeah, the story got picked up. It was in Huffington Post. Really, it was on <laughs> CNN. CNN picked up the story that a rabbi near Steinbach hits it wow. what he thinks is a dog turns yeah. out to be a coyote. Yeah. right. So. You can't make this stuff no. up. Yeah. So right that next weekend, who is the entertainment for Bothwell Cheese Christmas Banquet? <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. There you go. There so I'm doing go. my Elvis shtick and I'm yeah. doing my you know my usual bits and stuff. And then all of a sudden I just said, "Hey guys, you hear the one about the uh, rabbi that hit a coyote?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they lost their mind because they they knew I was going to say something yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. I was like. Did he not see the sign? Like, yeah. <laughs> Coyote holds it, always holds it. Help. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mother. Like, me, not me. a dog. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and now I'm wondering, like, is there a permanent cutout of a coyote on the front yeah. of his vehicle? Like, yeah. you know? Just an Acme sticker on the back. Absolutely. And now, like, he'll never catch the Roadrunner. No. No. He ruined it. And I'm glad that he didn't leave his phone in his car because he would have come back and this coyote would have ordered, like, an Acme slingshot, <laughs> an Acme cannon, a box of Acme bird seed, yeah. right to Dynamite. plot out his next yeah. adventure to catch the Roadrunner. <laughs> Just foiled by a rabbi going to bless some cheese. Yeah. You know? What are the odds of that? <laughs> oh, that's great. So I think that also means by six degrees of separation, we're friends with Anderson Cooper. There you go. Done. Yeah. Perfect. Check mark. Yep. Man, we're just knocking yeah. them down yeah. today. Oh, yeah. You set them up, we knock them down. Yep. Right. Yep. Boom. Just like Welcome. rabbis and coyotes. But you know what? That being said, when I'm doing my shows, yep. I do like to bring people one handshake away from whoever I'm performing as, right? Okay. For example, when I'm performing as um, as Elvis, yeah, I've performed with 
the Stamps Quartet, who were Elvis's back backup singers. Oh wow! No way. I performed with the Imperials, who were Elvis's backup singers. Oh. Yeah. I've met I've met DJ Fontana, who was Elvis's drummer. I got a signed set of drumsticks at home by wow, DJ Fontana. That's awesome. Um, Joe Esposito, who was Elvis's right hand man. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people have passed on already. Yeah. But all of these different different people I've met Priscilla Presley. Um, really? Never to get to meet Lisa Marie, but I've yeah. been like all of these people from these big Elvis festivals that yeah, I go yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've gotten to know them, and some of them became we become good friends. So I like to tell these stories. Um on stage yeah. to get them like it has legitimacy yeah. to your show of yeah. right and and i always said now you're one handshake away from elvis presley yeah and um and you know like with red robinson who yeah interviewed elvis on stage but yeah. tells these great stories yeah when elvis actually handcuffed him to the shower backstage because he was bored before they went <laughs> on the stage like then he says hey you want to see a scene from a movie i just did you know yeah and he goes uh, hand me those handcuffs he goes to ask the security give me those handcuffs man <laughs> And so we, so we handcuffed Red to the, to, this is a movie, I'm doing this movie called Jailhouse Rock, you know, we're, we're still filming it, but I just want to show you the scene, and he left him, he left him chained up, like all these stories of friends of mine that come directly yeah. from Elvis, right, and I yeah. get to tell those stories, because I heard them, like, from That's the guy so that was cool. there, yeah. right, so I like to tell those stories to add legitimacy, legitimacy to my show, yeah, um, with Johnny, with Johnny Cash, I got to sing with Johnny Cash's sister. Really? In That's the basement awesome. of Hildebrandt Music and Jewelers. No kidding. Kid you not. No way. You know, and I tell this story wow. in my show yeah. of how she was performing there one night and we all canceled our plans. We went to go see Johnny Cash's baby sister sing yeah. gospel yeah. music and then and then somebody wanted to hear Amazing Grace and she didn't have the tracks for it, you know. Yeah. She was, you know, had all her tracks on cassette tape or background tracks, right? right? Yeah. And uh and then I explain what cassette tapes are to the younger audience members. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, and I tell them the story of how somebody wanted to hear Amazing Grace. She didn't have the tracks for it. She says, unless somebody plays the guitar, we're out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Rempel kids are here. This was our stomping ground. Everybody knew the Rempel kids there, right? This is yeah. where we got our start. It's cool. So everybody, my brother, John, tremendous guitar player. Like, John, get up there. Yay, yeah. John. So he gets up on stage. They run upstairs, grab a guitar off the wall, yeah. tune it up, plug it in. In the meantime, she's killing you know, killing time interviewing my brother, right? Oh, wow. And it's like, where are you from? Who do you play with? You got a band, right? And and he's like, I got a band. <laughs> <laughs> he was a teenager. I'm with my brothers and sisters. <laughs> and they're here tonight. Yeah. She says, get him up here. Yeah. So we got to get up on stage with Joanne Cash. Wow. Yeah. Johnny Cash's baby sister. Yeah. We get to sing backup for her for How Great Thou Art and Amazing Grace and Dad sang bass. <laughs> Mama sang treble. <laughs> Close. Whatever. <laughs> that was pretty good mama, though. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good mama. And uh, and then afterwards, you know, we all went to Chicken Chef and had some chicken together. Wow. With That's <laughs> phenomenal. Cash, right? Wow. She would tell us stories about Johnny and stuff. Yeah. And it, was, it was really cool. Years later, I sent her uh, an email telling her the story, you yeah. know, because I was, I was a teenager back then, mm -hmm. right? So I told her the story of how special she made us feel, and now I perform as her as her brother and stuff and how I try to make my audience feel as special as she made us feel. And, yeah. and she emailed back and said, I'll never forget that night in Manitoba wow. yeah, where a family got up on stage yeah. and shared my concert with me. Holy. And you know what I thought? Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No way. There's no way. Yeah. But another friend of mine was in Nashville, like just uh, two years later. He was a cowboy church. Joanne Cash is up there. She's like, where's everybody from? And he's like, Steinbeck, Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> and 
she says, I did a show there one time. I think it was a music store or something. Wow. She remembered. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I, so I loved, and, and my, my guitar, my Johnny Cash guitar yeah. is actually signed by Johnny Cash's guitar player. Oh, no kidding. No Bob way. Wooten yeah. played guitar for Johnny Cash for over 30 years. Yeah. And I met him in Winnipeg. I went to, went to his show, mm-hmm. met him afterwards. He signed my guitar. Then he picked it up and went, that's awesome. I said, now do that on the guitar instead of your mouth. No, I'm kidding. No, he just he grabbed my guitar and just started playing it. Yeah. yeah. This is a this is a cheap ass Yamaha guitar I ordered from Sears. Yeah. Right? It's one of my first guitars I ever had. Yeah. I think my second guitar I ever had. My wife got it for me for Christmas one year. Right. Right. From the catalog. From the catalog. Yeah. From this when that was still a thing. Yeah. yeah. And and that cheap Yamaha guitar is now an absolute priceless treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because not only did the master of Johnny Cash's music yeah. sign it, he played it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, wow. the fingers of the master turned this worthless piece of yeah. junk into something, no into kidding. a treasure, yeah, right? Incredible. Priceless. And uh, and I play it in every show. Yeah. I have that guitar at every Johnny Cash show. Wow. Tell them the story. Now yeah. they're one handshake away from Johnny Cash. Yeah. They want to take yeah. pictures with the guitar. Yeah. Forget yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real celebrity that yeah. you are, right? You're just the prop buddy. We're yeah, here for yeah, the yeah exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, that's incredible. Um, anyways, we should probably dial it down. But... This has been a blast. It's I've, been awesome. I've enjoyed this. It's been, this was good. fantastic. Thank you for letting me do this, guys. Yeah. We like, hope your seriously. first podcast experience was was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, and now we're best friends with Johnny Cash. Yeah, and, you know, oh, like my word. Six degrees of separation works real well. Joanne is yeah. tight with you guys now. Stretch it far enough. Yeah. Yeah. When she comes back, we'll have her on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a blast. So yeah. I've really enjoyed this time. It's so been if you get good. her, you get us her email. We'll uh, we'll line it up. Yeah. Done. <laughs> awesome. Is there any social media stuff you want to plug or any upcoming dates? Coming up, yeah. Uh, well, my um, website, very easy, Corny Entertainment. That wasn't taken. <laughs> Surprising, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it is. And Corny with a Y, for yeah. those of you that are yeah. confused. That's I've right. seen it spelled C-O-R-N-Y, both ways. C-O-R-N-Y, Corny yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Um, and um, that's my website. And I'm going to be performing uh, New Year's Eve at South Beach Casino. Oh, nice. Perfect. Um, yeah, I've never I've been, been there. I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm yeah. off to... Uh, Mazatlan, if you guys want to come see me in Mexico I in do. February, yep, I'm in. Uh, come out. <laughs> we'll do the podcast from there. Oh, there you go. Um, so I'll be playing at Playa Mazatlan in, in Mexico in February. Make a stop in Cuba. I'll be in Cuba in, in February. Oh, I'll swing over. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll go. swing over. <laughs> Got um, that Elvis money, that Elvi money. <laughs> yeah, spend some of that Elvi money. The big cash. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The Johnny Cash. The Johnny. Oh, I see what you did. There you go. Yeah. That was really yeah. low-hanging low fruit. Low-hanging fruit. It's like, on the ground. Was, I picked it up off the ground. It was rotten a little bit. It was a worm on it. I smelt it real good. good. <laughs> ah, awesome. Okay, so speaking of social media, find us at Two Idiots Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, on Twitter, we are Two Idiots Show, and by email, Double Idiots Podcast at gmail.com. Yep, hit us up. Uh, if you want to book Corny, you can either go to his website, let us know, we'll pass it along, we'll figure something out, um, get Elvis at your next uh, event, your bar mitzvah. Yeah. Next time you're at your Elvis cheese. wedding yeah. yet. And if you want to be on a podcast, I know some guys. There you go. Just saying. <laughs> well, <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> Gotta fight him. Um, yeah, like you said, have you ever done an Elvis wedding yet? Yes. Oh, yeah? I don't marry people, okay? Because yeah. just the one. two things Elvis never did. He never married people. Yeah. He never jumped out of a perfectly good airplane <laughs> in a jumpsuit, okay? Those are the questions I get asked all the time. But a good friend of mine got married in the States. 
She lives here, and then they had a reception for her out here. Cool. Her husband wanted to get married in Vegas by an Elvis tribute artist. Oh, okay. Elvis impersonator. And, Is that uh, a bad she word? She said no. Impersonator? Yeah. Tribute artists don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so she she vetoed it. Yeah. So when they came out here to have a family reception, they surprised them with an Elvis wedding. Uh-huh. Right. We just did some silly little, you know, very, very corny, pardon the pun, <laughs> um, nuptials, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you take her to be your teddy bear to have a hold? And, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, don't be cruel to her. You know, like, like it was that bad. Eh? Yeah. You say, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> so we did a little surprise Elvis wedding for them yeah. with their friends, and then we got them to sing. We yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the only wedding I've ever done. That's fantastic. Cool. Nice. <laughs> so no, I will not marry you. <laughs> well, after my wife hears how, how in love I am with with Corny Rempel now, maybe you'll have to do my next. Yeah, one. maybe. <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. Anyways, uh, thanks again, Corny. That was uh, that was one for the ages. That was good. Indeed. Thank you. I'm weeping a little bit. I was laughing. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Emotional. Yeah. I felt <laughs> All these new friends we made. Yeah. Does it give us good ammo for our voice acting career? Yeah. There you Perfect. go. Yeah. yeah. We know some people now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks again. Have a good day. You got it. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. All that jazz. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.